forward. I think what I wanted to talk about yesterday um, with you, Ron, was the um, what you had posted yesterday. There was something about um, needing like instant gratification. Is that what you said? I mean, you texted me like right after I shared it with you and said that, you Maybe. know, that, that was that you were guilty of the things. I mean, I could just I could just read the post real quick if you wanted me to. Yeah, do that. <laughs> That'll right. get me thinking. OK, let me bring it up. Could have been more prepared for this, but fuck that. <clears throat> so yesterday in a sense we are all victims but we can break the cycle what is it that we are victims of you ask we are victims of instant gratifications our recent ancestors got tired of working so hard and wanted convenience so they worked so damn hard to make things so much easier to attain don't have time to cook today here's a burger and fries in 30 seconds you want your coffee now all you need is a spoonful of instant coffee grounds and hot water and in most recent terms, you desire physical connection, but want to avoid the emotional? Here, swipe right. I actually had to look that up since I've never used any of those services. The understanding that patience and hard work equals a life of fulfillment has left us because we have created the ability to almost get everything that we want the minute that we want it. Maybe that is why all the successful entrepreneurs I pay attention to seem to be loving life the most because they have defied the convenience of lifestyle. They understood that the time was going to pass regardless and went after what they wanted in this life. You are no different from them. You can make the decision right now to stop accepting instant gratification and work for the things you truly desire. Here are a few things you can start to do to delay gratification. Reward yourself only after achievement. One of my clients bought herself new shoes after she lost 10 pounds and is getting a tattoo after the next 10. Commit to a regimented challenge. Take on something that will have a while to complete that will have a huge reward at the end. Learn to say no to the things that are not going to help you get your yes. If you are aiming to improve your health and Deborah offers you a slice of cake and break in the break room from Betty, for Betty, Betty's birthday, shut it down. Hmm. What what do you do in in your life right now that 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 came out of the the instant gratification that you get from it? What is something that I do regularly that I do just for instant gratification? Yeah, that's a way of putting it. Um, oh man, regularly. I mean, there's there's things that we do subconsciously, like with with very little effort just to get that little drip, right? That yeah. little bit of, uh, that little hit. So honestly, the, the daily practice of putting something out there, like I'm, I'm fully addicted to the feedback, good and bad. Like I, like I wake up in the morning and I write something just because I know that people are going to tell me it made a difference in their life. It makes me feel good when I get those messages. 
so there's a line or almost a, a dichotomy, like two sides to the to the coin here, right? Like there's some useful, I mean, you're getting something really useful out of that. And you get that a little bit of feel good. But I'm also giving something very useful, I believe. I guess the question I really, um, I was asking is, um, let me I, I'll try to clarify it a little better or get my thoughts across a little more clearly. Um, you know how we have these like habits, um, you know, things we'll, we'll just get so used to doing that it becomes, you know, part of what we do or part of how you would just define yourself. You say like, for example, like I hit the snooze a lot, right? So I am now a late sleeper or, you know, I have trouble getting up in the morning. Like you kind of define yourself by, by a thing. What do you have in your life like that? And is it something that is, that you didn't even realize was negatively affecting you. I mean, there for a while, I couldn't have told you the last day I did not consume a beer. Now, I don't necessarily know if it was, if it had a great negative effect on me, but I did get to a point where I, I strongly anticipated getting home and having that be the first thing that I do. And some days it was only one and it was hardly ever any more than three. Most days were two. But it was like maybe on the weekend with a bunch of friends, would it be more than three? Um, Simply we, because like you enjoyed, you enjoyed it. Absolutely. It I, was I, like, was it like, was that your time to like unwind down, right? Un, unwind, down, regulate, <clears throat> like actually acknowledge that I was home for the day, you know? Right, because you're not gonna have one midday. You right. gotta go back to work. Yeah. Right. Um and and then like you know excuse me, I told myself that hey Ron, it's been a really long time since you've gone more than one day without a beverage. Uh you know, why don't you go these next five? So I think it was like three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, I did a, a Monday through Friday where I didn't have a beer. And I did, the, I did the, I've actually, I think I've done that for almost four weeks in a row now. Um, the one Friday I got some bad news and I, I caved and had a beer that night. And then, you know, was pissed at myself the next morning for not waiting the one day, letting my emotions take over those bastard emotions. 
But yeah, I think that would be the answer to the question that you're asking. If, if there was something that I was doing regularly just to make myself feel some sort of relief that could potentially have a negative effect in the short term or the long term, it would have been that one thing. I've been um, working a lot on like changing habits and at, at what point does I, you know, actually I just thought about this now, like, you know, we, you think of something like going home and have, you know, cracking open a beer as soon as you walk in or like you sit on the couch after dinner, you have a drink or whatever you, you, you snooze twice before you actually get up. you like, we, we look at those things as like, Oh, they became a habit, right? It became, uh, you know, a way, you know, just a normal thing for me to do. Almost ritualistic, right? Like ritualistic. That's, I was going to say before, like, it's almost symbolic of your like, all right, now I can relax. Now I'm, I'm done. Right. Whatever it is. Um, or now I can wake up or now I can do this thing. So we, we sort of make it or think about it, conceptualize it as a habit or a way of, um, you know, just part of our routines. But what ends up happening is like, we don't realize how much has taken over. Um, and that's what, I was, that's what I was getting worried about. Yeah. Like, I mean, the power that it has over your true, like ability or success. Right. Um, and if, you know, going back to like what you, you what you had posted yesterday about um, instant gratification, that's, that's a literally like a hormonal thing. Like you have sugar and it releases dopamine and then you, you want more sugar, right? And then at some point going into the cookie jar becomes a habit, not necessarily for the need to get more, right? Because now you're, you're kind of leveled out and you need more, but. I mean, it's flat out the reason why our phones have bright red dots that tell us that there's a notification because we get excited to open that notification and we get that dopamine hit. I made the, the, the joke the other day that I don't own my phone. It owns me at this point. Dude. It's It's so true though. So true. The things we, we kind of believe are, uh, you know, obviously they're, there's, they're useful and, they're really like tools. Um, but at this point, we've, we've kind of created our lives around these things. The way we do business, the way we're doing this right now, the, the way we um, interact with people and even the way that we operate. Like some people do work on their phones. At, at that point, there is no kind of looking at it as a, as a tool anymore. It's more of a part of you. And the same thing happens with these, you know, little ticks that we have and have things we call habits. So what I wanted to unpack a little bit is like, how do we break out of that? Or how do we take control over, over the habits? <clears throat> I mean, it starts with making the decision that these things that 
we're subconsciously doing could be potentially having a negative effect on our lives and then deciding whether or not it's worth it to change them. And then if it is worth it to change them, then you've got to create a process to make those changes happen and, you know, create new habits and tell yourself to stop doing the things that potentially affect you in the a way that's not going to get you where you want to be. There must've been a reason though to have started, right? my thought was, um, you know, replacing in some way. Like if you went for the outcome, you, we do things for outcomes, right? <clears throat> you pick up your phone when you hear a message because you expect it. I mean, I can, I can hear your phone vibrating and I keep trying to grab for mine. Yeah, right. It's it's and, insane. And and you're in New York and I'm in California. <laughs> so we like we, we're really just chasing the outcome and then the the thing, right? The habit or the that gratification or the like the thing you do for instant gratification is just like the the way to get to that outcome. So figure out what the outcome is first like what is the thing that you want to experience what do you want to feel you know is that the reason that we're going to these things because it seems you know <clears throat> if i just picked you up ron and put you in a different place in the world right now and took can, it be, your cell can, it phone, can it be warm please it would be a warm place yeah. wherever you put me can it be warm yeah but you'd survive you'd be exactly the same person you are without those things that you got so used to, right? Like you're not going to die, <laughs> but we get so like hung up on, on things that we do and our, on our lifestyle and things like that, simply because it's <clears throat> so part of our day to day. <clears throat> cough is bad today yeah doesn't look like a good time hmm. bet you wish you could have some instant gratification for that some instant relief gratification <clears throat> so the risks yeah so you had said to me in that text message that you're guilty you know, you, uh, you go for the fast food, you, uh, you hit this, you admitted you hit the snooze button. And what is it about those things that you feel that just keeps you coming back? I don't know. Like it's not intentional. I guess it is intentional. Everything's a choice. There's like an inner monologue in my head that weighs the, um, weighs the options at all times <clears throat> and uh you know something kind of decides for me or i decide that 
you know, the risk is lower than the, the actual reward. Do you ever feel guilty for some of those choices? No, no, I used to. Now it's like, um, you know, I just have to figure out how to live with the choice, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, so I, I fucked up this time, but maybe, you know, I can make up for it. Something like that. Um, but to the point of like where we, this conversation started, like I, <clears throat> I would happily give those things up. I guess it just comes with understanding the value of what your life would be like without those things that you believe are negatively affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. That's why I said, I, I think um, a good way of kind of kicking the habit, if, if that's a good way of thinking about this, is like <clears throat> just completely replacing it. Like not having the option to do that at all. I think that's a, like, oh man, I believe that is a wonderful concept though, re replacing because, you know, you see it all the time that, you know, addiction is a disease, addiction is a disease. And I don't disagree with that. There are, there are some things that people are addicted to that, are, that it's just a tragedy that they struggle so much to give those up, but we cannot for one second sit here and try to think that not all human beings are addicts. Every single human being on this planet is an addict of something to some it's exercise to some to some it's drugs to some it's music to some it's combinations of the all of the above uh people have eating disorders people are obsessed with cars it's every human is an addict and the true way to overcome something that's really going to have a significant downside, something that could be tragic is, is to replace it. You know, my, my mom quit smoking and got addicted to walking every day. Like my mom has walked a mile every day for like a year and a half straight. And I, I don't think she has any, plan to stop in that sense and she just traded one addiction for another you know and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it I traded the food addiction for exercise addiction I like I mean some of us are addicted to attention and love and and all these different things that make us feel good I think that's what it comes down to we're all just trying to feel good and that's what that's what sucks about instant gratification is because the things that come super freaking quick and make us feel good super freaking quick are most likely going to be bad for us
we can we can make a whole conversation about addiction another time. <laughs> um, well, that's that's kind of where because that's where that's kind of where my mind is going. <clears throat> um, on you know what what you can do to sort of traverse that in a way, and you know kind of what we're talking about here is like use that a little bit to your advantage. Like people, humans are addicted by nature like we're addictive creatures and i think the reason why we're so drawn to these things that are so gratifying is because we 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 gravitate toward doing the same thing in routine um, or vice versa we we're um i don't know why my mind keeps going to like sugar using that as an example i mean that's a great example considering i'm reading the whole 30 book right now and, oh are you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's so it's good sort of, it's like it sort of forces us <coughs> to need it yeah or at least to continue to want it, you know, and we're tricked. We're, we're tricked to think that it's making us feel good because the reaction that we have to it happens so quickly. So what made you, um, what, what's something that you're going to be doing to um, start a new habit? Well, let's just start with the habits that I've created in the last, <clears throat> um, let me pull up the app here real quick. I can tell you in the last 48 days, um, I've created a few new habits, uh, one of which I you know, I talked about before on the podcast that we did and it came, it's made it, it made its way back into my life. Uh, but um, I learned about a program called the 75 hard. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details of that uh, fully, but it, it, uh, it opened my eyes and opened my eyes into some of the things that I could be doing better, especially as uh, a leader in in the fitness space, and the reason the reason that I chose to participate that I, I'm choosing to participate in this come January first is because I want to get some of the people around me that I know would benefit from doing it because a lot of the habits that are trying to be created from this program I'm already I already have, and I wanted I want to do it and lead these people and get them involved so they can they can reap the benefits that I'm reaping from some of these daily habits that. Uh, I'm, I'm taking on. So in the last 48 days, um, I've been drinking a gallon of water every single day. Uh, a few days, maybe five, 10 days after I started doing that, um, mm. I've picked up a physical book every single day and read a minimum of 10 pages. I've already completed uh, two books and I'm about a third of the way through the third one in those, in that time frame. 
And then um, one of my clients had witnessed somebody that's in my life texting and driving was, was complaining to me about it. And I had started texting and driving again, very, very badly. And I have completely kicked that to the point where my Bluetooth, when my Bluetooth turns on on my phone, it goes on to do not disturb. And if you text me, you get an automatic reply that says, uh, please wait, I'll respond later. Or if it's important, just call me. And, you know, like, and that's a great way to delay gratification right there. You know, if you set your phone to do not disturb while you're driving and wait till you actually arrive at your destination to respond to people, then you're a. Uh, That's like removing the, the trigger. Yeah, completely. I don't get the notification. That's great. Um, that's exciting, man. Um, and what you've been writing and posting has been really helpful. It's been good to, to see you so active again with expressing like your thoughts. So thank uh, you. Yeah, it's been really cool. Anyway, I know you got to get going. So I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man, I got to do the dad thing. We'll do this again very soon. Later. See ya.